there you are. We've been expecting you, waiting for you, hoping that you would return to us for another week. And we're so glad you did. The radio can seem a dark place, especially if you close your eyes and listen to all these things that you know you can't see. But if you should ever feel lost in that darkness, listen closer than before and hear us, your friendly players, beckoning you out of the inky black and into our world. The radio is our way to you, and we hope to bring you back with us, oh courageous confidant. Who knows where we'll lead you tomorrow? But today, my friend, we take you straight back into the action-packed adventures of the Valiant. When we last saw our heroes... Louise, you are not going to die on me, damn it. Come on! Things were looking grim. Chief Louise Jolson had been shot, and Sally Beretta valiantly holding out against the enemy thugs, but they're closing in on her fast. This tale may be ending prematurely for our detective friends, but before we see how things wrap up for Sally Beretta, let's jump to a different part of this decrepit Alestock mansion, where private eye Howard Stoker is snooping around. This place is a hazard. It's practically falling apart before my very eyes. Nothing here but rotting wood, dust, and old furniture. I mean, look at all these old books. Probably haven't been moved in centuries. Wait a minute. This one looks like it has. Yes, the rest have been covered in dust, but this one looks rather clean. I wonder what would happen if... A secret passage! And wowza, it's filled with documents! They all look like delivery routes, all leading back to one place. That must be the Puppet Master's hideout! I've cracked it! I will put those documents back, Inspector. Who's there? I can see your revolver pointing at me in the moonlight, but your face is wrapped in shadow. Thanks for spelling that out for me. I'm afraid you've put your snout where it doesn't belong, Inspector Stoker. It seems I'll have to put you down. That voice. I'm sure I've heard it before. Inspector, are you even listening to me? Yes, quality dog puns, kid. You're on your way. I don't think you're taking your own death very seriously. Oh, really? Yes, really. Well, maybe I don't think you're gonna do me in. Why would you say that to the man pointing a gun at your head? Because in an old house like this, I'm more likely to die by falling through the floor. By stomping on the already flimsy floorboards, Inspector Stoker brings the entire floor down, taking him and his assailant with him. They plummet down to the first floor, which collapses as well. And finally they land in the house's basement, where we find... Howard! I'm okay, Sally. Don't you worry. Just thought I'd drop in. Great! Give me your gun. Excuse me? They're retreating. My gun's out. Well, howdy do to you, too. Here, take mine. You're a real pal. Grab Louise, we need to get out of here. Golly, she's bleeding a lot. We need to leave now. Cripe, since when are there three of them? A man tried to kill me upstairs. I recognize his voice, but I can't place it. He must be the smallest of the three. The other two are the apes from the doctor's office. Try to bring him down before we lose them. Great shot! Not good enough, the little one is still moving. Should we pursue him? No, we need to get Chief Jolson to a doctor. Damn it all! Don't worry, Sally. If a criminal is seriously wounded this time of night, I have a pretty good idea where he'll go for help. Good point. Let's get her to the car. So Sally blasts down the highway as Howard tends to Chief Jolson, trying his best to keep her awake. Finally, they arrive at the hospital. After checking in Chief Jolson, they decide to pay a visit to an old friend. It is egregiously rude to kick in one's door. No time for pleasantries, Dr. Pims. 
Have you seen any other patients tonight, Doc? Please put that firearm away, Inspector. That is wholly unnecessary. I'll ask the questions around here. I didn't ask you a question. Don't you get smart with me! Doctor, please, this is important. We believe we injured somebody this evening connected with the Wells crime ring, and moreover responsible for shooting Chief Jolson. Hmm. I don't usually do this, but I've seen another patient tonight. What sort of injury? Gash on the left side, possibly from a projectile, loss of blood but no serious damage. Damn it all, I know I'm a better shot than that. It was a fluke, Sally. Did you get a name? I didn't ask for one. Why the hell not? I was... persuaded. By whom? Who do you think? Ah, Mr. Tweed, Mr. Scott, come in. Hell, she's got her gorillas with her. Please, Inspector. Mr. Scott doesn't like it when you call him that. It hurts my feelings. I know, Mr. Scott. Gentlemen, I suggest you surrender yourselves before I'm forced to draw my weapon. Let me tell you, boys, you won't like that at all. Please, lower your guns. There's no need for another altercation tonight. Like hell I will. You two are under arrest. I'm taking you in. Keep your voice down. It'll be pretty difficult to report into the chief if she's with us. What do you mean? Our boys just checked Chief Jolson out of the ER a little early. <gasps> what did you do with Louise? Please keep your voice down. She's fine. For now. But Inspector Stoker will have to hand over those documents he found in the Alestock Manor if you would like your chief back in one piece. You had better give her back or I swear I will... I asked you to keep your voice down. You shot Sally! Yes, I did. Very astute of you. Why? For an inspector, you are rather clueless. Doctor, the gunshot has alerted security. Yes, Mr. Tweed, I'm coming. You sons of bi- I should probably put him down, too. I'd like to see you try. She shot me. Get the doctor out of here. Go! I never liked that quack. I think she's working with those apes. Yes, I got that impression, too. Good shot, Sally. You saved my hide. What else is new? Come on, let's get you. I'm fine. You've been shot. It only grazed me, and we're in a hospital. I think I'll make it. You have to go get the chief. But... Go on, I can take care of myself. I know. Walk it off, huh? Follow them! And so Inspector Stoker drives off in the chief's car, keeping a safe distance from the doctor and his cronies. Hiding from them in plain sight. Say nowhere, PD. This is P.I. Howard Stoker. Come in. I read you loud and clear, Stoker. This is Officer Darville. Darville, it's good to hear your voice. Listen good, Darville. I'm gonna need some reinforcements. Loud and clear. What's your location? I'm pulling down the 104, tailing those goons you ran into at the doctor's office. Good work. They got away when I went to pick them up. I'll send some boys in blue your way. You're a doll, Darville. I think we have them now. The cars careen through the satin St. Nowhere night until they reach the docks. Inspector Stoker watches the doctor and his entourage enter an old, abandoned warehouse on the water. Weapon drawn, he follows them in. Hmm, that's about seven guys. Too many for me to take by myself. I'll hide behind these boxes for a while and wait for backup to arrive. Let's see what these low lies have to say. Unhand me, you gorilla! Please don't call us that. Boys, I've been shot. Hand me something to stop the bleeding. We don't got none of that. Well, then something to clean the wound? Don't have that either. Gentlemen... My patience is running thin. I have aided you in your efforts more than I can say, using the hospital as a drop-off and pick-up point not only for the contraband you've been smuggling in and out of the city, but also for stitching up your own men. That help didn't come cheap. It wouldn't have come at all if it weren't for me. I have a duty as a doctor. I suppose then threatening to hand over your patient list to the police isn't covered by the Hippocratic Oath. Boys, we can discuss this later. Now please give me something to ease the pain. Do you have what the doctor needs, Mr. Scott? I believe I do, Mr. Tweed. How about this, Doc? Uh, a sawed-off shotgun. 
How will that help with the pain? It'll make it all go away. You rats! I never wanted to help you. Your boss forced me to. He mesmerized me. The second I snap out of it, you kill me? Your boss is insane! That monster hypno- Say no where PD. Hands where I can see him. Good work, Darville. We'll take these boys downtown. Just after you join them. Inspector, what do you say? I'm saying I think you're working with them. What? For one thing, you went to untie those goons and they got free. They jumped me. If that were true, why were you at the Alestock Manor? I know I recognized that shadowy man's voice only when I heard yours over the radio did I put it together in my head. That, that doesn't prove anything. Oh yeah? If you aren't working with them, how did you find this place? You called me. I didn't say anything about this warehouse. It was a lucky guess. I believe you as soon as you explain how you got shot. I can see the blood through your shirt. All right, Stoker, you got me. Well done. But we have the home field advantage. Eight against one, and no, I did not call for your precious backup. I figured. And now, boys, we have a very special guest with us. The Valiant himself. And what makes you think I'm the Valiant? I was at the bar last week. I hear how you talk about him around the office. You know way too much to be on the outside. And now we've got you. You know, it's funny you mention the Valiant, because I do know quite a lot about him. Oh, yeah? For instance... Valiant hates the fight with the lights on. Hey, who turned out the lights? What's going on in here? Light him up, boys. Stop shooting, he's gone. <laughs> Mr. Tweed, Mr. Tweed, where are you? What the hell is going on in here? The Valiant decided to pay us a visit. Oh, that's it, I'm out of here. Oh. oh, no, you're not, Officer Darville. The lights flicker back to life, and standing in a ring of unconscious goons, that masked figure in bronzed armor, the caped and cowled crime fighter, the eponymous Valiant. Great job, Valiant. I'll go call for backup. Whoa, whoa, hold steady, I've got you. Let's get that mask off. You're bleeding, now is not the time to be a hero. Ironic, I know. For the love of God, Sally, let me get the mask off. How did you know? Whoa, whoa, take it easy. I get the feeling you were shot a little worse than you said you were. What are you, some kind of detective? That's what the sound of my door says. That's our cue to leave. Let's get the Valiant out of here before the cops show up. I have a feeling they're working against us. And so Inspector Howard Stoker and Sally Beretta, a.k.a. the infamous Valiant, make their escape. And yet there are so many questions left unanswered. Where's the chief? Will Sally survive? And of course... Who is the ever-mysterious Puppet Master? Tune in next week, possibly for some answers, probably for more questions. Who knows? Only time will tell. Time, that is, and the Valiant. Well, hello! Welcome back to Old World Symphony here on WAQR with me, Samuel H. Carruthers. Oh my, it seems as though someone has slipped a note under my door. How very primitive. Mm, let's see here. 
The Opulence Theatre was made possible by WMFO, Sandbox Recording Studios, and the Tufts Podcasting Network. The show was produced by Imogen Browder and Emma Wold, engineered and audio produced by Ben Stern, and written and directed by Ed Rosini. The Opulence Theatre theme was composed by Cooper Katz McKim. The Opulence Players were performed by Tyler Beardsley, Paxton Crystal, Christina Moore, Grace Oberhofer, Kira Patterson, and Ed Rosini, with Kenny Weitzman as the voice of the Shroud. If you want to learn more about the Opulence Theatre, or Wavejacked, go to www.wavejacked.wix.com slash TUTV. That all just sounds rather dreadful. <laughs>